What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here on The Booch Cast, he's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudettes? Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott, speaking. I'm not that broke. And I have to say this was a good car tonight. But apparently, Vinny, can I go ahead and do it? Go ahead. Apparently, folks, there was, uh, after you saw what happened to All Out, C-Punk went on there with Tony Khan, was answering a bunch of questions with the journalists and reporters, basically, C-Punk 
on had a pipe bomb, but not like what he did on Raw, and basically told the truth. A reliable source, aka Danny Bougie here, aka Bush, told me there was actually a fight with uh, Harper Fingerfuck and the Tinkatoy motherfuckers. And now apparently, after all this has happened, the dumb fox and shithead Kenny Omega have vacated the title. They hid the trio title, which are fucking paperweights but CM Punk had vacated the uh, AEW World Championship in my opinion this whole thing maybe CM Punk should have gone off like he did in today's world but I never thought in a million fucking years no three fucking morons come on actually shot a physical fight backstage in the locker room because if I'm corrected that's not allowed to happen or not supposed to happen and that's my honest opinion really about it I'm like oh fuck and i began to ask questions like no just listen to what see fuck had to say and i understand what he had to say i was like especially when it comes to Cole Cabana and that hey, Cole Cabana. I heard wrestlers being hated but seeing Punk right there on Cole Cabana, holy shit. Anyways, I thought this, once again, maybe got a little bit of a portion. Maybe it shouldn't happen as far as I can control it. A&W is in a word of shit. Go ahead, Vinny. Hmm. That's all I have to say. Wow. That's the longest Zach has talked ever on this show. <laughs> well, because so. I, 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 and to tell you the truth, guys, I listened to seeing Punk do his thing like two or three times in a row. So I was like, but maybe he should have said the way he should have said it. Well, here's the thing. I've never seen so many F-bombs from one dude. <laughs> well, first of all, it's a press conference. It's not televised. And AEW doesn't have the language restrictions that WWE does. Because AEW is not a publicly traded company. And AEW is not designed to be a kid-friendly company. It's not PG. It hasn't been PG from Jump Street. In fact, that was one of the biggest appeals of AEW to a lot of fans. They weren't doing PG-style content. They allowed their their uh, wrestlers to speak however they want. And Punk had a lot of shit to get off his chest. And here's the thing, and I've heard, and obviously I've heard what Zach's had to say. I've heard what a lot of people on the internet have had to say. And here's what I'm going to say. If telling the truth causes problems in any kind of business or personal relationship or profession or whatever, when speaking the truth causes problems you are in a toxic environment and that is the harsh reality that only in a toxic relationship and only in a world this fucked up and i'm not even talking about just wrestling i'm talking life in fucking general when speaking the truth causes division causes a problem you know and it pisses me off because all i ever hear from people is how people want honesty honesty is the best policy i'd rather someone tell me the truth and hurt my feelings than be nice to me and lie that's all i ever fucking hear from people in this world but yet when someone finally does say the truth or tell you the truth you can't fucking handle it this is the type of shit hold on now i'm talking this is the kind of shit that makes people lie this is why people lie ladies you got a boyfriend that tells you little white lies all the time that's why he does it you got a job where people lie all the goddamn time this is why they do it because when you tell the truth people don't like to hear it because it doesn't fit the narrative that they're trying to push and that is a fact that's why people wish punk wouldn't say what he said they want to let's keep the lie going let's bury the truth under the carpet so we can present this united front and unite together as one under a lie because the lie is sweeter than the truth that is the message 
you are sending when you bash CM Punk for what he did. It means you are more comfortable with lying to someone than telling them the truth. That's what the fuck you're endorsing. Because here are the facts of this whole fucking thing. Everybody says, like, these are all opinions, these are all rumors. Here are fucking facts. Kenny and the dumb fucks. I know, I'm gonna say they're real. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I'm not gonna use the, the AEW names I normally give them, okay? Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, and even ha- Adam Page, basically go to their Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, who is the one wrestling journalist they have in their back pocket, because he won't say one bad thing about this company ever, even when they do dumb shit. And if, God forbid, you tell, you call them out on their bullshit, Dave Meltzer's the first guy to lay on his sword and say, no, this company is perfect in every way because he wants these people to like him. He wants to get in good with this group. And they put out this lie that CM Punk played a role in why Colt Cabana is no longer in AEW. Now, some say he's been transferred to the Ring of Honor roster. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. But either way, Colt Cabana has not been on TV. And everyone thinks that CM Punk is the one who got him fired, which is what has caused all the backstage turmoil, all the backstage issues, to the point where they had to call talent meetings on multiple occasions to get everybody organized and set forth to create and go out there and do their jobs. Because everyone, and this is all happening because of Colt Cabana, who is basically a fucking jobber. Now, I met Colt Cabana once in my life. I met him at WrestleCon. I got a picture of him. You can see that picture on my personal Instagram page, at VinnyTheBoochBoochie, which is my new Instagram because my old one got hacked back in January. I have a picture with Colt Cabana, so I don't have anything good or bad to say about him personally. But in the ring, he was a jobber. They put him in the dark order, which was awkward enough as it is, and he did not produce. He did not produce at a level that made him relevant or drew money for this company. He basically just went out there and did his comedy shtick that he does. Now, apparently, CM Punk paid all his bills, helped him out. They had some type of lawsuit going on, and something happened to cause their friendship to end. And everybody lost their minds. Because, don't forget, Punk was on Cabana's podcast when he blasted WWE after walking out on the company. That's where he went public with everything that he said when he walked out on WWE. He was on Cabana's podcast. At the time, they were friends. Something happened, they stopped being friends, and they hadn't spoken yet. But whatever issue they were having, backstage, Kenny and the Bucks leak everything to the internet and decide to make this shit public. And Punk had to go out there and explain himself because the media people are going to address that. Because when there's rumors going around the internet and you are a member of the press, even if it's professional wrestling or any other thing in life, when the rumors are going around the internet, you're going to ask about it. I've done them here on the Boochcast. I did them when I when Buff and I did our podcast years ago. Hell, when I had Buff Bagwell on this show in 2014, one of the questions I asked, and Jerry Truman was right here with me, I confronted him and asked him about the rumor about, you know, his mom calling WWE to get him out of some matches, which was one of the stories that Jim Ross was throwing around for years, that Buff mom called the WWE. I asked him about it. He gave his side of the story. Why did I want to hear about that? Because it was something 
that I heard JR say on that round table they did years ago, and I I, I never got Buff's side of the story on that. Because at the time, I, did, I hadn't met him. So I got a chance to interview him. I asked him the question, and he answered it. Because that's what journalists do. They're going to ask questions about rumors going around the internet. Now, if you're a real journalist and you're reporting that shit, you'll usually try to get both sides and report the truth. But some people just take one side and run with it because they have no moral integrity in journalism. It's why people look at things like fake news because they push one side and not the other. And that's the fucking problem. So Punk even said it's fucking embarrassing that he has to come up here and talk about this because you got EVPs who couldn't manage a fucking target. And if you've got a brain for the wrestling business, you know that's the truth. They couldn't manage a fucking target. Kenny and the Bucks are a fucking joke. I say it. A lot of people say it. The difference is now the world is seeing it. Now you're all seeing it firsthand that these guys are backstage politicians who have broken every promise they have ever made since AEW started. They promised this would be a sports-based product. It has been anything but a sports-based product. It was a sports-based product when Cody was an EVP. But notice after Cody left, not a whole lot of that's going on, is it? Hell, when was the last time you heard a ranking system in AEW? Zach and I don't even talk about it. Why? Because what's the fucking point? If Elvis isn't here, there's no reason to talk about a ranking system. He was the only one that gave a shit. And that's how bad it's gotten. Elvis, who waved the flag for AEW, who worshipped the damn ground Kenny Omega walked on, has even said after all this, he's done with the elite. Elvis Delinsky is bailing on your ass. You know you're fucked in the head. Because Elvis doesn't walk away from people he's a fan of that easily. It's hard to get him to walk away. But somehow the elite pulled that off. And then he went off on Adam Page, who went into business for himself. Punk even admitted that it was regrettable on his end. He did the same thing, and he regrets it. And he even looked at the, all the press people and said, if you're part of this shit, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. Punk put everybody on blast, because that's what CM Punk does. That's his MO. When people say, we want to hear the pipe bomb, what the fuck do you think the pipe bomb is? It's Punk speaking the truth. That's what he does. He calls people out on their bullshit. The problem is you want him to call the bullshit that's over there. You don't want him to call the bullshit that's here because y'all love AEW so much. And you don't want to see this company fail even though at the rate it's going. I don't think they're going to last much longer. I give it a couple more years. They're going to be fucked. So Punk went out there and told the fucking truth. And it upset people because that's what the truth does. But And people say like, well, he shouldn't have gone public with it. Well, here's the harsh reality of life. Sometimes when you got a problem, you have to go public with it for a company to solve it. That's the truth. When you handle shit behind closed doors, you give them the power to, to control the narrative. But when you go public with something, you have to change it. That's why certain people don't get fired from their jobs unless you post something and make it public. Then for a PR stunt, they got to fire whoever that person is that did that public shit that went wrong. That's the harsh reality of life. And then when it was over, Punk goes back to his locker room and the EVPs who are supposed to be executives but don't know the meaning of the fucking word because they did, they would know not to storm into somebody's locker room and get confrontational. But again, they're little children. They went into a grown-ass man's locker room and thought they could talk shit and just walk away. And that's not what the fuck happened. And the fight broke out. And guess what? The elite got their fucking asses handed to them by CM Punk, who was old, beat up, and tired from his match, and A. Steely, who's a fucking agent. And they got the shit beat out of them. 
the elites. That tells you everything you need to know about them. And I've said it before. They are wannabe tough guys. And guess what? That proved it. They walked in all badass and they got their asses beat. And guess what? In the world of professional wrestling, this shit's happened before. How many times have we heard backstage stories from people like, whether it was Jericho and Goldberg having a fist fight backstage, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart having a fist fight backstage, fucking Booker T and Batista getting into it backstage. Everybody's had their backstage fights. That's how wrestlers solve shit. It is not a wrestler's job to be everybody's friend. You're not required to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. The only rule is with professional wrestling is this. If you go out to the ring, you do business. And by that, you take care of your opponent. If you're re- if CM Paul's wrestling Kenny Omega and they got personal issues backstage, when they go out to that ring, both men are required to take care of each other and work the match and be professional and not take liberties. Then once the match is over and you're both back behind the curtain, if you still got to have a fist fight to settle it, then you go backstage and you shoot, fight, and settle it. And you get a couple guys around you to make sure it doesn't get too out of hand. And then once the fight's over, you got somebody there to go, all right, all right, all right, you made your point. He's done. Now, Tony decides he wants to suspend everybody. And there's talk of CM Punk maybe getting fired. And I'm sure there's a lot of AEW marks who are jacking off in front of their computers at the thought of CM Punk not being here anymore so we can stop spewing the truth and they can go back to living in their bubble and not hitting the goals they want to hit as a company because they're only concerned with doing their own shit and living in their bubble. CM Punk came in to burst the bubble and try to make money for this business only to find out these guys don't want to make money. They just want to have the five-star matches where Dave Meltzer can pat them on the head and give them a cookie and say congratulations, here's your five stars because they're all fucking garbage. And I'm going to be honest right now and I know I'm taking a long time with this and Zach's probably annoyed now I'm apolog- and I'm sorry but I gotta get this shit off my chest or I'm not gonna be able to do this show properly until I say everything I gotta say so Zach I'm sorry if you're just sitting there feel free to chime in if you wish but let me just say this the fact that MJF came out here and we're gonna get to MJF in a minute is the only reason I even bother to watch this fucking show tonight I am so mm. disgusted with everything that's going on right now there are two reasons I'm doing this recap with Zach right now one mm. MJF came out and two you guys the fans the listeners when I say we give the people what they want I'm not fucking bullshitting don't think for one second I am watching this sh- I'm sorry what sometimes we don't want to exactly I knew <laughs> believe me I- This is the last thing Zach and I want to be doing right now at 12.20 a.m. is talking about AEW because of some of the garbage shit they're putting out. But for you guys, we do it. Because I look at the numbers and I see the AEW numbers go up. In fact, we get bigger numbers on the AEW recaps than we do on the NXTs. The difference is... Really? Yeah. We get better hits on AEW than NXT. Fact. We talk shit about it so much. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But we still do NXT because I love NXT. I assume, Zach, you do like too. NXT. We love NXT. Oh, I, love NXT. So, I look forward to watching NXT because you don't see bullshit like this. Everybody seems to get along. Exactly. It, I'm just saying. We So we're still going to do – we still do things on this show that we love to do. Let's make that clear. We're not going to – we're we're not going to stop doing things we love to do because it doesn't, you know, get a lot of hits. I mean – If we love doing it, we're going to do it. But if we see the fans enjoy more of one thing than the other, we give them more of one and less of the other. Now, you guys seem to love the AEW recaps, so we're going to continue to do them. 
But I'm going to tell you this right now. The day you all stop listening to these AEW recaps is the day we stop doing them. That's how bad it is. If, if the numbers start decreasing, I'm fucking done with this. You guys are the ones that are keeping the AEW recaps alive. Because I don't want to do it. But I do it for the fans because I love you guys who tune into these shows and enjoy them. I, that's that's how much I we care about our fan base. We will put ourselves through the mental anguish of sitting through all friends wrestling to entertain you guys. And but just know we're not gonna kiss ass either. If something's good, we say it's good. If it sucks, we say it sucks. That's what I do. I call bullshit when I see bullshit. And that's why I assume you guys tune in because I'm not going to pretend to like something because I'm desperate for a job. I mean, look, if AEW wants to hire me for a job, I'll listen. Money talks. But I'm not going to pretend AEW is sugar and spice and everything nice just so Tony Khan will listen one day and give me a contract. I'm going to call it like I see it. That's just the way it is. And this was fucking shit. Because here's the thing. Like I said, they vacate the world title and they vacate the trios titles because they basically suspended everybody involved. And, and there's potential talk of CM Punk getting fired. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. Again, the Marks might be happy that Punk is gone because you guys are still drinking the elite Kool-Aid. But let me tell you something. You lose Punk, you're going to be gone in a couple years. This company's not going to last with the people they got right here because now people see through the elite. And guess what? The opinions of CM Punk are the opinions of a lot of people in AEW. The only problem is we don't hear from them because the EVPs have so much fucking power that if they piss them off, they won't have a job. And that's the reason people say anything nice about them is because they either want to keep their jobs in AEW or they want to get a job in AEW. But people like CM Punk doesn't need the money. If they fire Punk, he's going to be fine. He don't care. He's not going to be hurt. In fact, he might take the anger from AEW and go try to make amends with Triple H and probably go back to WWE just to stick it to AEW. I highly doubt that. Because Punk doesn't like Triple H. But after dealing with these immature fucking children, working with Triple H is a cakewalk. Because here's the harsh reality. Vince McMahon or no Vince McMahon, WWE is a well-organized fucking machine. They don't play this stupid shit that AEW plays. Nine times out of ten, they wouldn't have been suspended. Everybody would have probably been fired. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. These backstage brawls, they happen from time to time. They've happened a lot in this business. Just a lot of them aren't public. Nowadays, they are because we got the internet. But let me tell you something. If Punk gets fired, this company's fucked because they don't have a lot of stars. They got, because, I mean, they have a lot of stars, but they haven't made them stars. They took those stars and depleted them. There's a lot of guys that Vince has released over the last two years. Very few of them have actually delivered an AEW and proven WWE wrong. Can you name one that's proven WWE wrong thus far? Because I can't. Zach, can you? Nope. Yeah. Over the last two years, anybody that was released from WWE during their pandemic budget cuts that's now in AEW, how many of them are actually doing better in AEW than they were in WWE? Can you name one? Please comment below. If you're watching on social media, if you're listening on social media, Facebook or Twitter, comment or DM us if you want. Hey, Brian? Huh? What was that before? Uh, Daniel, what was that before? No, he, well, his contract expired. I don't think he was released. Okay, yeah, no, okay, so that, like I said, that he doesn't really count. Yeah, I don't the think he really counts. Question, I'm thinking hardly here every since, ooh, um, Keith Lee, he's doing pretty good. He's uh, AEW Tag Team Champions with uh, Sir Strickland. I mean, but yeah, they're the Tag Team Champions, but what are they really doing? They're the tag team champions. Yeah. That's not a lot of value in those belts, though. They haven't no, had not, they not, haven't had a lot of great tag team matches. Long. They haven't done anything interesting. They haven't defended it. Exactly. They're not doing a lot of I defenses, and they weren't, and they had, like, their debuts, and then they kind of just went out. The hell, they were putting a tag team, they didn't know what to do around. with them on a singles run. They're making, they're dicking around. They're not, they're 
they're talking too much and they're not, you know, wrestling. Exactly. So we got to deal with, we deal with this stupid shit and that's basically what's going down. So as far as I'm concerned, Punk should, Punk should have never been suspended and the EVPs, either they need to go, they need to be fired. If Punk's getting fired, then so should the elite. But if they don't get fired at the very least, they need to lose their EVP positions because they did not behave like executives at all. And also, here's another message out there for people that don't understand about this fight. You don't bust into somebody's locker room and get confrontational and not expect a fight. You don't get to bring the fight to someone and then get mad when they clap back. That's the problem with society today in general. You don't get to talk shit about another person, and then when they respond, when you provoke them, and they come after you, you don't get to suddenly go, why are you so mean to me? Fuck you. You don't get, it's like I told Zach when we were arguing on the NXT thing, which we're not going to argue anymore today, but I said this to Zach, and I'll say it again here. You don't poke the bear and then get mad when the bear rips your fucking face off. Some of y'all need to learn to shut your fucking mouths. And not start shit that you ain't prepared to finish. And that's what the elite did when they stormed into Punk's locker room. They started shit they weren't prepared to finish, and they got their asses handed to them. Like the pussies that they are. Zach, you want to say anything, or you want to start the fucking show? Um, I mean, like I said before, maybe Punk should have said what he said. But I understand what he did. He should. He just won the title, and now everybody's pissed. And I'm totally cunt. He had to do what he had to do because it was just proper business. As far as I was saying, seeing Punk made for a month or two, fire a proper finger front and two of the fucks and just go on from there. But enough said with this. I don't want to talk about this anymore because I'm tired of hearing it from every fucking mark on Facebook and Twitter and everything else. I'm sick of hearing it. And I thought, I, I said a couple things on Twitter and Facebook. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Because Especially Twitter. I was like, no, uh-uh. I'm not going to a Twitter war and on that. But to answer your question, yes, let's actually talk about that fucking card now, can we please? Alright. <laughs> so, Sorry, Tony- guys, we had to kill the elephant we did and that's because tony again announced the titles were vacated so we have to say why that happened so now they decide the best friends and death triangle the match that was scheduled for tonight will now be for the trios titles and for and let me just say this i was glad to hear the word vacate instead we're gonna have another interim world champion and some interim trios champions just vacate the fucking belt oh, seriously thank you fucking no, god no more interim crap so then, <laughs> so we, we have enough of those in this company now, do we? We got, we've had three in the last year. We've had three this year alone. And recently, all the time at the same fucking month too. Yeah. So we've had the best friends in Death Triangle. will be, will fight for the Trios titles, and they're gonna do a tournament to crown a new AEW champion. And the tournament has Brian Danielson, Hangman Yay. Adam Page, Yay. Chris Jericho, Yay. Darby Allen. Boo. John Moxley. Yay. And Sammy Guevara. Boo. So. Okay. Can I say something, please? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, like, the, 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 like Moxley, Jericho, uh, Daniel, and sorry, I've been drinking. And the other people, except for uh, the pincushion and the Spanish fly monkey. I saw those two on there. I was like, oh, my God. I can think of like, I bet that he's not happy with this right now. <laughs> well, the good news is Sammy and Darby Allen are fighting on Rampage, and I'm not, and I don't watch Rampage, so I'm not gonna even see that fucking match. And basically, the winner of that match is gonna fight Moxley, 
next week on Dynamite. And then we got Adam Page and Danielson. that They fight later in the show, so we'll get to that match. But the winner faces Jericho next week. And then they have the semifinals. And then the finals will be in two weeks at their Grand Slam. Now, when I look at this bracket, here's how I feel. There's two people, one of two people, I would like to see win the AEW title. Brian Danielson or Chris Jericho? I figured that was mine too. And the Not reason, John Moxley. and here's why I say that. He's already had it. Moxley's already been champ. I like Moxley, but I don't want to see him again. Sammy and Darby do not deserve that title today in the past or in the future. Neither one of them deserves it. No. They're the two worst. And Adam Page, as much mm-hmm. as I wanted to see him get a push, after him going into business for himself, I don't want to see him with the belt. Plus, they had the chance to push him and they blew it. So there's no reason to see Adam Page with the belt. So I would rather like to see another reign with Jericho or see Danielson finally get his hands on the belt. He's the only guy here that hasn't had the belt yet that deserves to be champion. So And also think about it with Chris Jericho. He'd be the first original champ uh, first original AEW champion. I would love nothing more to see uh and I agree with you, uh with uh Daniel having it or Chris, really. Yeah. So I'm just like, and once again, I love Chris Jericho. Like, I love him as a heel. And for his age, he can still fucking move. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so after we get this, um, this, uh, we get this announcement, we all of a sudden hear the music of MJF. He comes out to a huge ovation. The crowd has come completely unglued. He runs over and gives Taz a hug. He's decked out in a Josh Allen jersey and is having a massive baby face reaction. The crowd is screaming for MJF. Buffalo, New York, the devil is back. He asks, who's excited to see MJF? I sure as heck am. Last time we saw him, he says he had said some offensive stuff. We can all agree he was just kidding, and he will never leave this place. He says, we know the title is vacated, and that he knows one man who deserves that title, but he works smarter, not harder, so he says with this chip, he can do it. He can have the shot anytime he wants, and he has a load of freaking money on the side, so he's not entering this tournament. He says, though we may think we are in dark times, there was a wise old Jewish man with another M name who split the C, and he isn't Moses He's better than him and better than us. And then John Moxley's music hits. He looks none too pleased while the crowd also goes crazy as he makes his way through the crowd. He gets in the rim of the mic and stares down MJF. He calls MJF full of crap, to which he retorts and begins to rip into the bills and chucks the jersey. He doesn't know if Mox is woozy because he went to sleep, but maybe he doesn't care about the people or AEW and sees the belt as a chip in the bidding war of 2024 and take it to a real company with real fans and real wrestlers like the American roller codester Cody Rhodes and work for the only con that matters, Jolly old Saint Nick because that's what's best for business as Mox slaps the mic out of his hand. Mox is in no mood and says MJF has to leave now. He will make him leave as he takes his jacket off. MJF is certainly get his shirt off as Mox just looks at him with pity as he bolts from the ring and heads up the ramp. Mox quips, your music sucks, by the way. Mox is pissed off for a variety of reasons, mainly because he doesn't have the belt. The only world possession that matters, not only to him, but to others. And it screams passion of everyone, and the three letters represent the dream, the heroes, and show the world exactly what wrestling could be. It means being better than being you were the day before. It represents everything Moxley loves about the business. He is beat red and out of breath. He says he got pinned, and that's his fault, and should be on vacation, but he's going to take another shot. Though the mountain is high with all these guys, more gifted, talented, better wrestlers than he'll ever be, but the ace always wants the ball, and he wants it. This isn't just winning time for John Moxley. This is the time to be a legend. 
Moxley walks up the ramp and monitors a three as he stares back at the crowd. Loved it. Loved every fucking minute of it. It's just true. And as soon as I saw like uh, Maxwell come out in that Bills jersey, I was like, wait a minute here. Isn't he from Long Island? Vinny, you're from that area. And from your best of your knowledge, aren't Long Island people either Jets fans or Giants fans? Well, I yes, but he, they were in Buffalo, New York. I understand that. And as soon as you saw him come out there and Josh Allen, okay. And you know who, after all that set of stuff, when uh, MJF was ripping on Buffalo, Low bells. You knew who I thought of? Who? Mr. Lumberjack, John Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about this as well. I was like, thinking, all right, that was good. And John Moxley came out and he did with his. And after uh, he told uh, uh, Maxwell to get out, and like you said, him try to get his shirt off. I was sitting there just looking up, just laughing. I was like, well, um, dude, take off the ring. <laughs> but otherwise, this this was actually fantastic. NGF did a fantastic job. He faked the whole fucking thing. And he said, yeah, and all of a sudden, you heard one of the commentators, there he is. There's the NGF that I fucking know. I was like, yeah, there he is. He came out there as a face and quickly turned back into that dickish piece of shit here that we love so much. But after um, Maxwell left, uh, Moxley put on one of the best promos I ever fucking heard. It's my fault that I lost, but I want to try to give it one more chance to see if I can win it again, even though he's not going to. But Moxley is a tough son of a bitch. Go yeah. Ahead, uh, well, to answer your question, I think they lean more towards the Giants. Okay. Because they represent the New York metropolitan area, even though they're based in New Jersey. Um, some people like the Jets. I mean, it mostly depends on certain sections. But but yeah, I love this promo because when MJF first was doing the whole just kidding, it's like, all right, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And it's like, okay, I'm not hearing anything. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling MJF on this one. Then Moxley comes out. Then MJF starts taking back everything he said. And I went, there he is. That's ah, the yeah, MJF. I like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, I was just waiting for it. Just like you. I was like, wait a minute. Like he's coming. Boom. There it was. He's being way too nice. Like, sometimes he's yeah, nice, was, but then he turns it. it. But then there's the twist, and I didn't see the twist until Moxley came out. So I'm kind of sitting here going, MJF, you're kind of bombing this one. Then he brought it back, and I went, oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. I knew MJF wouldn't let me down. And did you notice after he took off his shirt, MJF got big. Is he bigger than he used to be? Well, yeah. I mean, also. Yeah, he got big. Also, when you wear a jersey. Shit, he got huge. Yeah. Also, when you wear a jersey at high. Your physique a little bit because jerseys are in general are pretty. Yeah, big. I know. I wear my so. Or I was like, like yeah. he got big. Well, yeah, he's been off TV for months. You don't think he's been hitting the gym? Who knows? Uh, thinking, talking about this, um, going back a couple years, knew who he reminded me of. Who? Just to get big, um, Carlito. Uh, there is. I don't know about that. You know what I mean? A similar thing. But I looked at him when he took off his shirt. I was like, wait a minute here. I was like, holy shit, you've been hitting the fucking gym, hitting up for those fucking weights. He got big. Yeah. Well, it wasn't and, just the gym. He also changed his diet. That also played a role in Carlito's physique changing. And plus, when he got off TV, when he was when he left WWE, he felt he needed to reinvent himself physique-wise so he could try to get more bookings in other places. Like, that's why, like, when I first saw him at, uh... 
at the Memorial Mayhem show I did back in 2018, I was like, holy shit, he looks different. He, he looks good. I looked at him and was like, all right, hell yeah. He Maxwell. And as soon as he started talking shit about the Bills and insulting the fans, like, yep, there he goes. There's, yeah. I was like, I wasn't buying it. I was like, I was getting into it. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're full of fucking shit in the first half. It's kind of like that friend, you know, who's a real dick. He's being nice. You're just looking at him like yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like, yeah, you're full of fucking shit. <laughs> yes. I love it, though. Absolutely. All right, my man, go ahead. And then we move on, finally, to our first oh, official Jesus match Christ. of the evening. Uh, oh, I can't fuck. believe it took us this long to get here. Um, For the AEW Trios Championships, Death Triangle faces the best friends. No, fuck no. I hated every fucking minute of this right here. It's for a, 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 with a, the Death Triangle, who I like the Death Triangle. I like Ray Phoenix and his brother. I love Pac. And I fucking can't stand the, the fucking best queers. <clears throat> Sorry. And fucking Pockets. Vinny, what was this? It, what was this? Was this a spot monkey bullshit fucking match? A fucking couple of titles. That mean fucking nothing. Nothing. The paperweights. Basically, this is what she put down to hold down something. No. Boo. Boo. No. Fuck it. I hated it. It was boring. <laughs> Boring. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it was a spot fest. I knew that going in. You know, saw, it's. As soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, fuck me, running. I was like, really? Yeah. Pockets and the best friends. Come on. I mean, I'm just glad that Death Triangle won because. I really don't care, guys. I think these titles are useless. I mean, they are useless. Let's, let's, let's make that very clear right now. They are fucking useless. These belts Never were wait. designed for Kenny and the Bucks to go have jack off fest matches all the time. But now that they've gotten <laughs> suspended, they don't fucking have them right now. So now they have to figure out, okay, now we got to figure out what we can do with this. Well, we can give it to another. Another comedy do comedy trio that isn't worth a damn, or we can give them the Death Triangle, and they chose Death Triangle, which even Elvis said that's the team he would have preferred to have these belts, because even though they did a lot of the lucha bullshit, they at least are interesting. They're badass. Pac carries this fucking team because he's the only one that's got some man in his voice. Because Phoenix, he's definitely a boy, and Penta doesn't speak English. So he's not really much help. He just does, settle, miedo. That's all he does as far as promos go. So at least the right team won. Um, although there were a few few moments there that were interesting. We're just saying, oh, I period comes in. Yes, yes, yes. That house in here, very nice, very evil. I knew it was coming. Very famous, very beat. Uh, yes, catchphrase, catchphrase, etc. Uh, uh, yes, uh, is that the gingerbread housing? I am. I'm uh, doing really good there, Ben Housing. I'm having a couple of beers. I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm smoking a little bit of the green, 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 green. I was wondering if you were going to show up. How are you doing, my man? You doing uh, good? Uh, very good. Yes, uh, very nice. Very evil. Dan Housen's doing well. Um, <laughs> I, I did, um, I, I know, uh, I was, I know, I, I, got, I got the chance to come back here because I wanted to say hello to the, to the gingerbread housing. Yes. But also, last time I was here, uh, I got, uh, I had, I had some venting of my own to get off my chest. The fact that I had not been, um, you know, I had not, not been on AEW for a while. And the fact that the Tony Khans did not, uh, even acknowledged Danhausen on his birthday. I, I got no late birthday. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, I did not get. Uh, I got no birthday cakes, no birthday soups, no birthday ice creams. So Tony Khan forever be cursed. Which I think explains. Be cursed. Which I think explains uh, all the craziness that's been happening behind the scenes. That's um, uh, Danhausen oh might God. take some. Danhausen might need to take some responsibilities for those. Yes, uh, sorry. Uh, I I went a little too far with the curse. I did not think it would go this bad. 
Um, uh, I didn't think I would curse Tony Khan that that badly, but um, hopefully next year, if uh, AEW is still around, uh, next time remember Denhausen's birthday. <laughs> This is what happens when you forget Denhausen's birthday. Now, obviously, Gingerbread Housen, you did not forget my birthday. I, I understand. Uh, you, like I said, I was not here, so I had no reason to be here on the Booch, on the uh, on the Boochcast Housen. Um, but I I did get a chance to do a um I got I got a chance to uh, to to curse the uh, the Alex Abrahantes. Yes, uh, he um oh no, that, and then I tried to curse the Pox, and he kicked uh, my feet. He kicked my hand, and I got kicked and knocked out. Uh, although Dan Housen's a little, a little upset, a little upset. I, I, I have a question. Maybe Dan, maybe Gingerbread Housen, you can answer this question for Dan Housen. Um, how is it that I go to curse and get kicked in the face, yet, 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 yet the pockets can can do the kicks and uh, and they lifted his leg like he going to pee, but and 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 everyone just stands there. But oh no, Dan Housen can't curse anyone, but Dan, but Orange Cassidy can do the the, the kicks. He kicked. Does this make sense to anyone here? Dan Housen is confusion. Um, pockets is uh, Tony, uh, Tony Khan's lap dog. Remember what, what, remember what Vinny said, Dan Housen, Housen Pockets is his lap dog. Ah, All right. He's, he, he, he's a nobody. He's, so, he sucks. The hands in the so AK put so, his pockets where he gets the pockets. pockets. You're much better better than him. Thank you. So thank you. Uh, so are you are you are you insinuating or implying that Dan How- in order to get uh in order to get uh cursing on TV time, uh Danhausen must uh learn to fetch sticks? I have to fetch a ball. I have to roll over and play dead. Is that is that what Danhausen has to do no, to get not. Tony no, to get to get you. Tony's Nobody. attention? No, that's his job, not yours. Your job is out there to, to entertain people and curse people. Yes, and also make monies. Don't forget, lots of monies. That reminds me. Money, 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 money. That reminds me. Money, you money. Did, Tony Khan also did not give me did not give me the monies. Everybody it's, else, it's, everybody it's, else it's, on their birthday, they get cards with monies. I get no monies. I'm sorry, what was that? I'd rather see you buy some pockets. I, I, if a downhouse is going to be there, I'll tell you right now, I would like to see downhouse against pockets in the match. What do you think about that? Oh, it, I, I think that would draw some monies. Yes. Um, hopefully they put that on the cards and not on the pre-show because I know you guys don't watch the pre-show. Danhausen does not blame you. Uh, I would not. If I was me, I would not watch the pre-show either. If it's not good enough to be on the card, it's not good enough to watch. Period. Although Danhausen makes everything look good, regardless, though. Yes. Prime example there, Danhausen. Preseason football doesn't count as regular football, now does it? Yes, Dan, Dan Housen never understood why anyone's obsessed with the preseasons. Uh, I, I, I think it's just an opportunity for the the people who were newly drafted to kind of get some playing time. But other than that, uh, I, I see no interest in this. Yet people obsess. They they, they watch. Uh, people even watch the drafts. I, I, Dan Housen will get it. I, just just let me know when the season starts. Dan Housen will, will, will watch his teams, and then when we and then and then of course the Super Bowls. Everybody watches the Super Bowls. Yes, uh, but uh, Dan Housen has no interest in the uh, preseason. I I don't want to see the pla- I don't need to see the rehearsal. I rather see the finished products. You know? Even if it's not two teams that you care for on the Super Bowl, you still watch the Super Bowl. Well, go Rams. Th- weren't you weren't you a fan of the Falcons? No 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 no. Dan Housen Dan Housen Dan. Matthew Stafford is a lead quarterback for um the L.A. Rams. Um, guess what college he play for? Uh, Dan Dan Housen does not watch the college football, so I have no idea what you were talk- what you were implying. What uh, what did he go to? Uh, Matthew Stafford played for uh played for the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay, he played for the Bulldogs. Yes. Georgia Bulldog as a starting quarterback won the big game. That's why I went for the LA Rams. Just pointing it Bulldogs, out there. Yes. Um. Yes. He played for the the Bull. He played. He played at the, for the Bulldogs or at the Bulldogs because the 
Don't or you have the an, Bulldogs? Oh, okay, okay. Because Danhausen remember Dan, last time Danhausen was in Georgia, somebody told him about the Bulldogs, and all I saw was a um a it was a bar with a bunch of uh with a bunch of uh, black dudes kissing each other. So I, that's the only Bulldogs I was aware of. So nice to know that that there's those two that different one kinds. Slide. So uh, anyway, um anyway, I, I I've taken up too much of your times here already. Uh, so uh, anyway, just wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, I I'm not happy with the fact that Pac did not let me curse, but they didn't let me curse. No curse. Dan Housen upset. So uh hope you guys uh, have a great uh, shows. Uh hopefully I'll be back next time until then and until then thank you for supporting Dan Housen. And he just walked out the door uh, again. Don't say goodbye, asshole. All right, so anyway, um so so we get done with this whole thing and so Tony Schiavone's now in the backstage area with the dark order when Jose interrupts. And Jose again tries to buy Preston Vance. Ten. John Silver pushes him away, and Andrade and Roosh walk up. John Silver and Roosh argue and agree to a fight. Andrade tosses a crutch to ten as the Dark Order wonder what that is about. Okay, um, I thought this was absolutely stupid. I don't like Andrade, an idiot, with Roosh. And even though it says, looks like it says Rush. I was like, wait a minute here. Why are you trying to take a good rock band's name? Anyways, uh, rest in peace, Neil Pert. God bless you. Anyways, uh, no, I thought this was stupid to shove it back and forth. I mean, I mean, it was intense. Why don't you put this nice card and make it a little more entertaining? So once again, we're going to have to see two, pe- two key people that I can get two feelers fuck about. Watch, and I'd probably rather watch something else. Man, I'd rather watch fucking you. Not really against Seth Rollins. Anyways, go on. Yeah, this is a waste of time. Um, it was a waste of fucking time, though, bro. Nobody, nobody cares. Does anybody give a fuck nope. if Ten joins nope. up with Andrade? Does anybody no. still give a fuck? Why? Why? Nope. We give nope. less than a fuck about this. Give a fuck. All right. I don't give a shit at all. Okay, go ahead. All right, so we move on from this abortion, and we move on to the next uh, match of the evening. We've got... What I call that. That ass, Tony Storm versus Penelope Ford. All right, Interruption. Do you call this a match there, bro? I don't. I do. Well, I mean, okay, 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 okay. As I was supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do this. I was watching it back and forth. Everybody know that that beautiful, gorgeous, Australian goddess uh, that uh, uh, Tony Storm was going uh, going to win. But another four tried to put up a good fight. Basically, this was what I like to say on the budget a filler. But rightfully so, back and forth, back and forth. The ladies got good shots in. Another play did. Tony did. And in the end, that adds Tony Storm. One, two, three. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a decent match. I mean, Penelope Ford hasn't exactly been known for being a great wrestler. In fact, she's been one of the women that's absolutely sucked in the ring. But clearly, since she's been off TV for a long, deserving time, it's safe to say she's gotten better. So, was this an amazing classic match for the ages? Absolutely not. But... It was still very good. I thought it was a very well done match. And, you know, it was something for, it was a way for Tony to get a win after the hellacious fatal four-way match she had on Sunday. So, you know, she, she, you know, it was good to have a little TV tune-up match and then eventually build to another feud. And of course, you know, and as well, because we know she's not going to be feuding with Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter anytime soon because they're dealing with the fallout from the match at All Out where Britt Baker cost Jamie an opportunity to become the champion. So now it looks like that friendship's coming to an end quick, fast, and in a hurry. So while those two are getting ready to fight each other, I'm intrigued to see where Tony Storm is going next. Who's going to be her next 
next opponent. And on that on that note, we're going to cut to the backstage area. We got a video package with 2.0 talking about their attack on Hook and when Action Bronson came to make the save. Bronson says to not go after his boy and he's going to be waiting at Queens. And if you think Hook is crazy, think of him. All right, I like this promo. But there's one problem. I don't know who this Action Bronson guy is. He looks like a redneck who jumped the guardrail. Pretty much that's what it is. It looks like one of my buddies that go drinking with the bar with who get into a fight. He beats the shit out of them. Yeah. He looks like one of those guys I that's mean, like, this is all fake. I can whoop their ass. Let me jump over this thing. That's how he looked. I mean. I know. Right there, I saw that. I was like, uh, who the hell are you? But he is, at least one thing about it, he's a big dude. At least he's not a circus ass spot market piece of shit. I'll give him that. I don't know who you are, but at least you look like you do some old school shit. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, I don't know who you are, but all right. I mean, he looks familiar. Action Brock. Was he ever an Impact or ROH? Uh, not to my knowledge. Let's see. He's uh, he's a rapper. Really? A re- I'm straight. Never uh, heard that before, Benny. Another redneck rapper. It, well, the, the the proper term is country rapper. Yeah. So apparently he is a rapper, a songwriter, a chef, and a television presenter. So he's yeah. done some rap. He's done some, uh, he has a show called The Untitled Action Bronson Show, which was a variety talk show. He had a travel program, Fuck That's Delicious, on Viceland. Um, he's collaborated with Mayhem Lauren, The Alchemist, and Big Body Bez. Um and yeah, so apparently he's been he, yeah that's apparently what he does. He's a rapper and a chef and a bunch of other shit. So I guess he's a country rap guy. And and apparently he's getting in the ring in two weeks against 2.0. So just when you thought this shit couldn't get any weirder, we got we got Big Smo's illegitimate cousin. <laughs> All right. So after that, after that crazy shit, we then hear the Acclaims music hits and they're coming out. Listen. And all of a sudden, Swerve and Our Glory interrupts, but it's just Swerve, not Keith Lee. They get huge boos from the crowd. Swerve with the mic says, sorry, but do people really want to hear these corny jokes and people chant yes and asshole? Billy Gunn says, Swervey boy, this ain't your house no more. This is daddy ass's house. Bowen says in two weeks, the uncrowned champs are taking the belts. Now scissor me, daddy ass. Doesn't look like we're getting the much anticipated rap from Max Caster. I mean, we don't have to do the scissors part for some strange ass reason. Did you notice in the crowd that that scissor thing is way over? Oh, it does. <laughs> I never see. I don't get it. But Short Strickland tried to say, yeah, you're this and that. And all of a sudden, the kind of badass Billy Gunn ripped him apart. Yeah. I and like, yeah, I was like, Short Strickland, no offense to you. I like you. But, dude, you just got dogged and embarrassed. Yeah. And even the crowd didn't like it. It's like, you guys want to hear the rap? Yes. yes. That is the main reason people tune in to he- see the acclaimed. Is the rap? Yes, yes, we want to. Yes, we want to see them wrestle too. But the rap is what got them over, and the reason is because we know when Max Caster raps, he's gonna say some edgy, controversial shit. Especially now that people have gotten suspended, there's been personal shit going on. We want to see how it works into the rap. So yes, Swerve, that is your real name. I wanted to hear the acclaim rap. And when Yo ass came out with nothing productive to say, 
Shit to say. It killed the whole fucking thing. They destroyed them. And now, in two weeks, they're going to fight for the belts again. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The acclaim needs to fucking go over. I'm, I think with them with the titles will be better than uh, for our glory, like we said in the beginning of this. They haven't done shit. And, they defended what, what, once? And if they do win in two weeks... I'm going to need someone to explain to me why you would make the acclaimed not win at the pay-per-view and instead give them the win on free fucking TV. Because AEW does not want to make money. Would you rather watch it on free TV or watch it on a pay-per-view where you know it's going to be more emotional, more psychology? Well, not just that. The pay-per-view, the key, there's a key word in pay-per-view. Pay. Pay. People are dropping money on this. Why not have your champions crowned on a pay-per-view? Because that's motivation to get people to order pay-per-views. Because, oh, we might see a title change. But if you're seeing title changes happening frequently on free TV, why the fuck am I going to pay 50 bucks for a goddamn pay-per-view when you'll just give it to me for free? It's like that old old saying, why buy the cow when you can have the milk for free? (laughs) I get it. Move, motherfuckers. So then we cut to the backstage area and Tony Schiavone is there with the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society, the epitome of sports entertainers. And Jericho says it was a gigantic win and he's better than ever. 400 years ago, Ponce de Leon couldn't find the Fountain of Youth, but Corazon de Leon did. He's drinking it in, man. Drinking it in, man. He's the best wrestler, the best sports entertainer, and he's going to be an eight-time world champion and that it's his locker room and no one is taking it away from him. He then hypes up Sammy versus Darby and Sammy adds his turtle ass is going beat and they don't like turtles okay, okay everything I, was fine and dandy with chris jericho ta- talking and everything else like yeah i did this i did that and also we had to see the spanish fly bunk i want to say something mean about going to uh talk everything was fine to that motherfucker had a talk it was great it was perfect it was wonderful but no that motherfucker had to open up his fucking car costume <laughs> Speaking of which, I wasn't done talking, and Danny Garcia is going to be left alone, but he believes in him. He asked Sammy about Danny being alone, and Sammy just replies how sexy he is, and that's it. My apologies about that. I couldn't take it anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's good, it's good you got that out of the way. Um, I want to say this. The Turtles line was fucking stupid. That was just Jericho trying to be funny, but it was like, no. And obviously, when he's saying eight-time world champion, he's referring to the other six titles he won in WWE. Because technically, he'll only be a two-time world champion in AEW if he wins well, rightfully the tournament. So he is a six-time world champion. Well, in Regardless WWE, he won six world titles while he was in WWE. He's a set- Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I'm saying he would only be a two-time champion in AEW. So he's trying to add, he's trying to add the two he would win here plus the six he won in WWE. I'm just saying that in case anybody's confused. Eight-time world champion. The company's only been around for three years. He has not won the title that many times in three years. So no, I don't think that was even remotely even possible. It's possible. It would just be stupid. Very stupid. It's doable. Right. It's wrestling. Anything in wrestling is doable, but just because it's doable doesn't mean you should do it. Tony. Absolutely not. <laughs> I finally sample what he did. Yes. Anyways, moving on. Yes, we're now moving on to our next match of the evening, if we even want to call, call it that. call it that. For the TNT World Title, for the TNT <laughs> Championship, Wardlow defends the title against Tony Nese. And once again, guess what I did? What was that? I timed it. Okay. A minute and five seconds. 
Really? I think maybe I, maybe I started maybe a minute and 30. But I already know what was going to happen. I mean, he came out there. I was like, okay, all right. And the problem was Tony Nese because I'm fucking with him. I kept um, messing with his elbows. If I was Tony Nese, I would immediately strike until I started to hit him. But no, okay, he caught him, closed like him, powered out of one, two times, pinned him, one, two, three. This is what I like to call in the abuse cast squash. It was. He hit the symp- the power bomb symphonies, put the foot on the chest, one, two, three. Tony Nese is a jobber, just like he was in WWE, and that was it. And he tried to kiss his muscle, and Wardo just looked at him, and then and I was like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot where Wardo outweighs you by what? By, by at least by 40 pounds. Yeah. is a whole lot bigger than he. He was also flexing, too, and everything else. The problem yeah. is with Wardo, I think he needs to go stop going against these jobbers everybody he can go to like a nice hot nacho butter and go against somebody his size you know what i like to see Disquenseless in the future. Luchasaurus, the way he is now, against Wardlow. That's the problem. There's not a lot of guys Wardlow's size because not a lot of guys that are in AEW care about their physique. They just care about being acrobats. Not. Exactly. All the spot monkey buck and circus bullshit, Desmond. Yeah. So anyway, he drags, then he drags Sterling in the ring. Josh Brooks comes out to save him. He grabs a mic and says, Wardlow is a TNT champion, and it's time for me to remind everyone in the locker room, the business and the fans that stuck by him since day one, that this is Wardlow's world. Loved it. I was like, 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 he basically said, like, bring out anybody. I'll beat them all. I was like, all right, even though your title is another paperweight. But otherwise than that, this, the match, the prom, the match, sorry, the promo, was good. Well, okay, moving on. Well, the TNT title is not a paperweight. It's, mean it is. It's it's the mid card title. Can we at least change it from I don't know just something better than TNT? Even though they're not on TNT, they're on CBS. I mean, no, technically they have Rampage on TNT still, but I and I do believe the TNT title should be only defended on Rampage. But whatever the fuck, there's a reason why that belt is there because they have the TBS title as well. The TBS title should be on TBS. TNT title should be on TNT. That's how I look at it and pay per views. But that's just me. But anyway, so also there was and also we're talking about people saying what he should do, what he shouldn't do, what he's like, blah blah blah. Either way, Wardlow's a badass regardless, and. Oh. Of course he is. It's like, just imagine if you saw him in the, in the store, I would not, I don't think he wants to be messed with. I'm going the other direction. Well, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're stupid if you try to fuck with him. And that's the thing, folks, what Vinny told me and what Gator Ricky Ross told me. The three times you do not bug a, a professional wrestler, especially a really famous, famous one, when they're at the gym, in the bathroom, or eating with their family. Yeah. I think you told me that. Well, yeah. Well, I well I know that the bathroom is definitely one. That's the that's that's number one. That's bathroom is even worse than the gym. Is it really? Yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah. You try and take a shit or pet or a piss, you can't do it with a fucking Marky fan fucking bugging you. I wouldn't want somebody. Here's the thing. I wouldn't want somebody bugging me in the bathroom. That's the one where everybody. That's something that every celebrity athlete or not agrees on. They're, if they're at the urinal taking a piss, the last thing they want is somebody next to them going, "I'm a huge fan." It's like get the fuck away from me. You're weird. Go away. <laughs> weird. Fucking creepy. So anyway, uh, so anyway, we get through that, and then we cut to a hype video for Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Darby Allen basically says he doesn't respect Sammy anymore, and he's going to leave Sting in the back and ask him to do the same with Ty Cunty. So next week or whatever this is happening, we're going to have to see the Spanish flying monkey against the pincushion. Well, this is happening on Rampage this Friday. So, uh, so, I, so who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? We, not, we're, we're, we don't recap Rampage, okay. so we don't have to fucking watch this. Nope. Yep. All right. Go ahead. 
However, next week, we're going to see one of these guys face John Moxley. So it's whoever wins Moxley on Friday is facing Moxley next week. I swear to God, if one of those two pieces of shit beat Moxley, I'm going to be pissed. But I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. But still, with AEW, you never fucking know with these fucking morons. Okay, go ahead. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. The quarterfinal match in the AEW World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Brian Danielson goes one-on-one with Hangman Adam Page. Well, basically what I saw from here, guys and Vinny, that it was basically a rematch but without the world title. These two guys beat the shit out of each other. Daniel got moves in. Adam got moves in. It was physical. It was mean. It was fucking nasty. Did you see psychology in it? Absolutely. fucking lootly These guys. I'm going to try this over the phone on three. One, two, three. Psychology. Yes. These guys. Tore the roof off the fucking house. Oh, I'm was surprised it wasn't the main event. I know. I mean, this is probably the second bad match of the night. Only one, two good ones. No, 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 no. It was the best and, match of the night. It wasn't the main event, but it was the best match of the night. This right here. Yeah, I'll have to agree. Yeah, this was match of the night. These two guys. These guys crushed it. Each other, but they, in the end, the right person won. Yes. He countered the uh, buckshot, countered into an O'Connor roll, and then the bridge at the end. One, two, three. Danielson wins the match, which means that next week it'll be a rematch from All Out. We will see Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson with the winner going to the finals. So that's so we're going to see the rematch between Danielson and Jericho, and which is fine. Like I said, after Adam Page's unprofessional behavior, I wouldn't want to see him with the title right now. And apparently, from the reaction the crowd gave, neither do they. So that gets rid of that. So we have this match that was incredible with great moves, great psychology, everything timed perfectly. And now we're going to get Jericho and Danielson, and I'm fine with whoever wins that match. Same here, same here. I'm go- I'm rooting for more for Daniel, but if Chris wins, I'd be happy with it, just like... All I care about is whoever wins this match goes to the finals and walks out the champion. Absolutely, sir. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Moving on? Yes. And we, we cut to Jungle Boy in a hype video. He says he's going to take years off Christian's life. He said, Luchasaurus, I carried you for three years, and people said you were a joke, and maybe they were right. You can move on from your past, but sometimes you have to destroy it. Um, this right here was fucking awesome. Christian Cage, is he hurt right now? Yes, he's injured right now. Okay, and basically, and this, and maybe in some other way, you called it. We're going to see Jungle Boy go against Luchasaurus, and in the end, at one of the big pay-per-views, we're going to see Christian Cage go against Jungle Boy, a.k.a. Jack Perry. Well, here's the thing. It's right here. I loved it. Well, here's the thing. It's going to depend on how long Christian's out of action for. If by if he's not going to make it in time for full gear, then we'll probably see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus at full gear. If he's going to make we it, need to see. yeah. If he's going to make it back by full gear, though, then put Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus on TV and have that, him and Christian at the pay per view. But so I, it depends on how long Christian's going to be out for what they're going to do. But if Christian's not going to make it to full gear, you need Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to fight at full gear. And then you can have him and Christian go to a revolution or something like that. Because Jungle Boy and Christian needs to happen on pay-per-view. Jungle Boy cannot beat him on fucking Dynamite or goddamn Rampage. Fuck that. Okay. Yeah, so, but either way, Jungle Boy cut a phenomenal promo. Loved what he said about Luchasaurus. I like the part where he uh, he took the bottle and hit his head. Yeah. Because he looks like he was actually really emotional on this. Yeah. It's like, you carried me on your shoulders to the ring, but I've been carrying you on my back 
for three years, making this tag team great. As much as I hate to say it, well, not really. That's the truth. Yeah. What was more, well, 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 who do people want to see more in the ring? Jungle Boy or his pet dinosaur? Jungle Boy. And there you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, that's enough. And then we cut to Stokely Hathaway, who's out with his group, the Gun Club, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, and W. Morrissey, who we know as Big Cass. A stagehand says he isn't supposed to be there, and he says to give him respect, and then the same respect you would give to your father, and then clocks him with the mic. The gun club beat him up, and they hold him up, and Morrissey hits a massive big boot, sending him down the ramp. Okay, um, I don't understand why that poor guy had to go through that beating, but I understand it, but basically, there, Stoke Hathaway is with a lot of people that I like, and especially Big Cash, soft. And I, I didn't understand why they had to beat the shit out of the poor guy. I mean, at least he got paid a good bit of money because he took an ass kick in this, which is that big boot, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he took an ass whooping, and I guess they want to save uh, some stuff for next week because enough people have already been explaining themselves. Plus, we were getting close to the end of the show, so depending on how long the, the main event was going to go, Stokely didn't have time to speak. So hopefully next week they'll let him talk. All right. Okay. All right. All right. And then they uh, got moving on. Yeah. So then they then they promote Rampage, Guevara versus Allen. We got Claudio versus Dax for the Ring of Honor title, and Britt Baker facing Madison Rain. Why that's on Rampage, I have no fucking idea. And we also apparently we're gonna hear from Samoa Joe. So there's your motivation to watch Rampage, but we ain't gonna recap it. We then see a hype video for Dax and Claudio. Dax says he's a tag team wrestler, but he's a family man, has a wife provide for it and he and if he doesn't that's food away from his family he can't have that and the commentators then run down the card for next week's dynamite and uh claudio of course says he's the ring of honor world champion blah 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 this was stupid mm, yeah i think i was taking a piss yeah sorry that was a long time. it was yeah I this did, i didn't see that sorry yeah this this is a waste of time basically oh, it was so i didn't miss anything. you didn't miss anything it was i oh, like okay. dax harwood but this was stuck in a waste of time it's a ring of honor title match it doesn't need to fucking happen Ooh, 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 future, future match. FTR, I guess he claimed for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The only way that ha- that should happen is when they're ready to drop the belts because FTR needs to go over. All right, then moving on. Yes, we are moving on to the main event of the evening for the Ring of um, Honor Pure Championship. Wheeler Useless defends the title against Daniel Garcia. Um, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I mean, really useless. I mean, I don't think he's really useless, but he can at least, I don't know, smile every once in a while. Well, but these two right there tore the roof off the fucking house. It well, was physical between the two. Well, there's a reason I why I call him that, Wheeler. Um, there's a reason why I call him Wheeler useless, and the reason I call him that is because in the Blackpool Combat Club, he is fucking useless. When you see the talent and stars that they have in that group already, Wheeler does not fit in. He has no charisma. He's a decent wrestler, and he's basically the guy that eats the pin when you want the Blackpool Combat Club to lose. Because he has no star power behind him. Okay, I can see what you're saying, this, but this was a good main event match. And um, for you that tapping out and everything else, what I was thought was funny when Danny Garcia, uh, Danny Garcia came uh, uh, said something to Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho came out there looking pisser off. Pisser than a yellow jack. Well, yeah, because um, well, yeah, well, this was a pure like it's a pure championship. This was straight up wrestling. This, it was wrestling, and those two stayed off the top rope. Yes, they were that because it's pure wrestling. Top rope is not involved in pure wrestling. It's a pure wrestling match. That's why at one point when Wheeler hit him with a closed fist, the ref gave him a warning. 
because you got to keep an open hand or not close the fist all the way. There's a way there's a way to do it, but that that's why it's called pure wrestling. It's pure wrestling rules. No hitting with a closed fist, you know, everything, you know, they follows the basic pure professional wrestling rules of like the old school. And that's why these guys had such a great match. And in the end, Wheeler Yuta taps out, which I did not expect. And Daniel Garcia wins the match. And then Daniel Bryan comes down to the ring and basically gets him to shake hands and basically adhere to what is known as the code of honor. Now, I only know this because I watched Ring of Honor for an entire year. 2014 to 2015, I watched Ring of Honor. That's how long I could stand it before I finally went, I can't watch this shit no more. Lasted a year with Ring of Honor. Watching mentioned that before. Yeah, so they have this thing they do called the Code of Honor. And the Code of Honor means you shake hands before and after the match as a show of good sportsmanship. Now, even the most intense rivalries would adhere to the code of honor come bell time. Now, when Cornette was part of it, he would try to use the code of honor as a way to tell the story. Like if a heel was getting heat, he wouldn't sometimes they wouldn't do the code of honor. Or he would like spit in his hand before he shook it. Or slap the guy in the face instead of doing the code of honor. Eventually when Cornette left, they went back to doing just the code of honor. Shake hands before wrestling, which took me back to when I was in high school wrestling. Because that's what we had to do. We would walk we would walk up to the we would we would get on the mat, shake hands, the ref would blow the whistle and we'd start wrestling. And then when the match was over, we shook hands again and then he raised the hand of the winner. So that's what the code of honor was. So Wheeler Yuta and Garcia shook hands after that, and then Danielson took the belt and decided to put it around Garcia's waist, which he did not ask him to do. He chose to do that, and that's why Jericho came out, because he's wondering, why are you buddying up to Brian Danielson? And basically said that he's going to kick Danielson's head in, you know? So he was kind of pissed about that. But Daniel Garcia said from the very beginning he was torn because Brian Danielson was his hero and Jericho was his mentor. But he did say, I'm with the Jericho Appreciation Society. But Jericho also said that you're doing this on your own without us. So that's what happened. Daniel Garcia by himself, no interference on the match. And Danielson decided to play mind games by by helping Danielson, Daniel Garcia get the belt around his waist now that he's the new Ring of Honor pure champion. And try to use that as part of the story going into next week's semifinal match. So this is very interesting to see where this unfolds. But like I said, this was a pure wrestling match. It was fucking amazing. It was some of the best wrestling I've seen in a while. And it was a stellar main event, all things considered. Absolutely 100% agree with you, sir. It was actually, it was a good start and a good finish. By the reverse, shitty finish. Or shitty start, shitty finish. But otherwise than that, I thought this card was actually really good. Despite the fact what the fuck happened. Yeah. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this recap of AEW. Uh, Zach, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And I uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. I'll, like I said before, much as I don't want to fucking do it. Eh, I don't have a fucking choice now, do I? Or you? Nope. The fans seem to, y'all seem to like this shit. So Fuck as long you as you guys, I hate you all. <laughs> as long as you guys keep, <laughs> if you keep tuning in and the numbers keep going up, we'll continue to do this. So, uh, I didn't be that. I don't hate you all. I love you all. I do for the bottom of my heart, but fuck you assholes for making me do this at almost 1 o'clock in the goddamn 1.30 in the fucking morning. 
Yeah, so make yeah. sure you, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com/slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Check out the Male Soap Opera Moment, where we did the re- where we gave our predictions for WWE Clash at the Castle. Um, sometime next week, I'm going to be recording with the Wens the recap of Clash at the Castle. So be on the lookout for that coming soon to the Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel, check out all of our video content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, you guys can follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November 26th for WWE Survivor Series. Join us live that Saturday at 8 p.m. We'll be live on Twitch. Also, we'll have our live D&D show coming soon, a Boochcast booking battle, and some other fun projects coming your way. One in particular, we're still working out the kinks. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Our first level is 99 cents per month. That's $1 per month. Uh, That's for people who don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to help out the show this is the way you can do it and it's cheap and fun to do we got our second level is $4.99 $5 per month same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than Peacock anyway and we got the third and final level we can donate out which is for a mere $9.99 $10 per month same amount of money you used to pay for a W Network subscription here in the United States ever since over the Peacock you got know where to put that $9.99 so to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike all elite wrestling, we care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. That's why we did this shit in the first place. You guys should pay with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into our show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe are to be paid for their hard work. Anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when this is all said and done, we of course feed Zachariah over here his ramen noodles and continue our perilous journey to get him some pussy. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby. baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs> <laughs>